welcome to another episode of No Ops Podcast, your podcast where opposition may be the topic, but the resolution is the focus. I am your host, Naisha D, and alongside of me is my guy, Elijah James Jr. Um, one badge is not all badges, right? And one uniform is not all uniforms. But when it comes to one uniform or one badge being the bad apple, there are several apples that are not speaking on the bad apples, that bad apple. So when you have these people who are like you or who are human, who are sons or daughters or nieces and nephews and mothers and fathers, and they know that there is something bad that's affecting uh their community, their meaning law enforcement, and nothing is brought up and no one is speaking on it and no one is saying, hey, look, this is not good and you represent us in a bad light and we don't appreciate that. That, like that, that silence represents something. That silence is very loud in the community. Like, shit, you know that he fucked up, but what? You just going to keep on going and saying like, nah, he ain't me behind closed doors? But there's two sides to that. And, and 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 I agree. I agree with what you're saying. And I know what I'm going to say is going to be misconstrued, but take it how you want. <laughs> that same thing, that same bad apple who who may not be reported, and I'm not speaking for myself, I'm not speaking for my department, I'm not speaking for us, but that same bad apple that might not be reported by another officer is the exact same bad apple who is not, who is selling drugs, running guns, Molesting kids, killing people, doing doing the same shit that his man is not reporting. See, and 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 this is where the human aspect comes in. Everybody wants someone else to be greater than themselves. You look at it's a career. Policing is a career. It's people slip in, people fall in. You work at Kinko's and you're making copies, and you look at this motherfucker next to you, and you're like, yo. I don't know how he got this fucking job, but he got the job. It happens in every career, every field, across every spectrum. So it's 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 always easiest for someone to sit and say, well, this cop didn't tell it. How did this cop didn't know this cop was stealing money? Maybe he knew, maybe he didn't. Sometimes people say, right, that's his shit. I'm not doing that. Somebody, the person he stole it from, they're going to report it and then he'll get caught up. And if they interview me, then I'll tell and it didn't make it easier on that person. But it's the same thing. Like, I don't know. Only Miss Johnson is calling on a drug dealer, but the dude standing next to him who don't even hustle knows this dude is destroying his community, but he ain't, he ain't calling to tell nobody. I get that. But at what cost? At what cost are we going to come together as a unit? Like, all right, you know that he's fucked up and Jessica didn't say that he fucked up, but you still have a responsibility to say that he's fucked up, right? right? Let, let me say this, right? Okay. So, and, and I mean, that that is a great point. And I've always had the same argument, right? So if you compare a department like ours, we are give or take under two, just under two hundred officers. Okay. In its entirety, from the rookie all the way up to the top, mm-hmm. we are about two hundred, give or take. That's it. When you compare that to a department that may have two or three thousand okay. officers, right? I can tell you this. And this is speaking into my community, mm-hmm. right? No one is going to allow someone else to dictate whether or not they get a paycheck or they go to jail. Explain. So if we get to a scene, mm-hmm. you're not gonna you're not gonna be to the point where you completely thrash someone over the line, police brutality. Uh, you're not gonna. We're not gonna get to a scene and you're over here stealing, or and someone knows and lets you just 
do you. Okay. Because at the end of the day, right, where we're from, you and your family come first before anybody else. That's the mentality that shit across the board. Okay. So no one is just going to let you, that, like, uh, I think that the, the reference is the uh, blue wall of silence, right? Right. No one Which doesn't that exist. I know is going to allow such a thing to exist in this day and age within our ranks or at least within our community. But when you go to a different community and maybe they got several thousand officers or maybe their demographics is a little different where maybe they don't know what a struggle is, then maybe they're more inclined to build up that wall. But we all came from the bottom. Literally, we all came from the bottom because you have to understand that in order to be a officer where we're from, right. you have, you to, have to live from. Right, and, right. And, and be where we're from. Right. I can tell you right now that I can't recall of any millionaires that, that live within our community. So... If you know the struggle, if you came from the struggle and you got out of it and now you're a provider for your family, you're not going to allow the next man to come do what the fuck they want and take and, and, and jeopardize what you've worked for, no matter how fucking good of a friend you are. Because at the end of the day, if you're a real friend, you you're going to stop them from doing and that you wild put shit. In situation. Right. You're not going to put them in that situation. You're going to stop them like, oh, wait, man, world player. No, no, no. This ain't what we're doing. This mm-hmm. ain't that. And what people fail to realize is that, listen, man, truth be told, you know, you got the Oprah act, right? You know what the fuck we make? We make six figures. Let's, let's be honest here. We make six figures. You go to our fucking parking lot, I look like a car show. Mm-hmm. We don't need to steal no thousand or 2,500 or whatever the fuck it may be from a scene, from a drug dealer, from whatever. We're not risking six figures for this. But again, that's within our community. But when right. you get to other communities and, you know, it sucks, but, you know, maybe they're only making 40, 50 grand. And, and all of a sudden, you know, they thought this was the best gig in the world and they're dealing with a whole bunch of wild shit. I don't know. I don't know what they do. But every department is completely different. Every department is comprised completely different. I can tell you right now, right? My man Pierce said that he moved to every time, I believe you say 82, 83. Mm-hmm. 83. 83. Okay. Look in the books. It's factual. The 80s, Irvington was 80% white. By 1991, it was 80% African American. That's, that's a big switch. Mm-hmm. Right? So, what he grew up, and I can't wait to hear his story, but mm-hmm. when he grew up, was different. In the matter of one decade, which is insane, right? For for a sudden change, absolutely. That, right. But that's it, it's insane. So you just can't really compare. Everyone grew up, like he said, in a different ever for the most part, or a different location. But I know for a fact, and and matter of fact, I'll speak for them because we we are all fathers. Mm-hmm. We are all fathers. I don't care who it is. I am not going to jail for you. I'm not losing my career for you because I have kids right. that depend on me. I have a mother right now. God, you know, God bless. My mom is 79. I still have a mother. They depend on me. So I don't give a fuck what it is. I'm not going to allow, especially if I'm your friend, I'm not going to allow you to end up on fucking TV or worse. I'm not going to allow it. Wait. I'm not going to allow you to appear on TV or worse. So if you're not going to allow your friend to appear on TV or worse, does that not allude to the fact that you may do whatever by any means necessary so you won't so your friend won't appear on TV or worse? That means that whatever because you have to understand, right? We only have a matter of seconds to make decisions. Okay. It's one of the hardest career fields in the world. Mm -hmm. We have a matter of seconds, split-second decisions on almost every call. Right. But a lot of these situations are avoidable. Okay. They are avoidable. 
So at the end of the day, right, I'm not going to allow you to be emotional. You at meaning other officer, correct? Yes. Okay. I'm not going to allow you to be emotional if I know where this may head to and it doesn't need to get there. Emotional or impulsive. Right. And again, I will tell you, I'll be the first to tell you, I mean, it's, everything is out in the public. I'm, I'm the second highest officer in my department with the most use of force reports. But you will never find an excessive force report against me. I've had people apologize to me. Criminals who are, who have had to literally fight and apologize to me because their emotions got the best of them at that given time. Or maybe they didn't want to go to jail or maybe they was pissed off because they was getting caught, whatever it may have been. And so they reacted a certain way, which caused me to react a certain way. And now here I am either macing you, punching you, kicking you, whatever it may be to get you under control. But you will never find somebody that said I was excessive because I don't need to be excessive. Why do I need to be excessive for? If you're in handcuffs, at that point, you belong to me. What, what I need to do at that point is make sure that you're good at that point because this is a cat and mouse game. This is a profession. You knew as a drug dealer or a criminal that this is what you're bringing to the table and this is the consequences of what you bring to the table. So, again, you know, I have respect for the OGs because the game is different now. Back then, the OGs, they will respect you. I used to come up on the corner on Chancellor Stuyvesant at 4.30. I used to come out of Rockwell at 1,600 hours. By, by 16.30, I'm on, I'm on the corner, right? And I'm like, yo, heading out was good. Hey, Brian, you got that. And my corner would be clear. It would be a mutual understanding. Compared now, to what? Compared to somebody it was else. Before you got there. Who, who, what, 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 what is it now? Whoever worked before me, whichever way they wanted to handle it, the way they handle it, if they didn't, if they didn't earn that respect, then that's on them. What do you have to say, Eddie? Because that you talk about as far as when you say now, meaning what's going on now in the community, right. or right? He spoke about respect. He spoke about uh, at the fourteen hundred hours. He's pulling up to the corner. Um, 4.30 in the morning and he PM, gives no, no, PM, 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 PM 4.30 in the afternoon PM. he's giving a head nod and they respect him and they say alright and then the corner is clear comparatively what what are you seeing now you pull up at 4.30pm you give a head nod and then what happens well, it's, it's a different climate now um, no one really respects police mm-hmm. um we're in an era. Um, what am I looking for? We're in an era mm-hmm. of the cell phone. The you know the people want to take pictures of you or video of you, so they feel that oh, I'm videotaping everything you're doing right now, so you're not going to disrespect me or you're not going to put your hands on me. Um, and that's what when we, you know when I came on a job that wasn't it was it was starting to happen, but. Mm-hmm. Not to the magnitude it is right now. Before it was just more or less. Uh, I mean, I can remember growing, you know, going to school, and it was a particular. Uh, well, he was a, he retired as a sergeant, but his name rang out. Mm-hmm. You said that name, right? He's coming. All right, I see you guys later. Yeah, we're gonna go here, right? All you do is say his name. Now it's more or less. Uh, I ain't got to do that. I know my rights and, you know, things of that nature. Uh, so it's not necessarily the cell phones being uh, brought out to record. It's a disrespect. Yeah, this all together. Disrespect. But at the same time, too, what I think um, Gotti was saying, LeBron was saying, is um, each relationship, each relationship is different. Like, to Eddie's point, when we first started... Um, it was just the show of the uniform, the car itself. It didn't mm-hmm. really right. matter exactly. who was in the car. Mm-hmm. Like you pull up, yo, yeah, I go. People would just go. Right, right, mm-hmm. right. Nowadays, it's more the respect for each other, like how they know you, like what, what type of shit they know you on, right. or how far they can go with you. Right. So, so you can pull up on a corner now where it'd be six cops there, 
going back and forth with a group, and mm-hmm. then just one person show up, mm-hmm. and it'd be like, E, what up? That's such and such. Yo, your man's in them, da, da, da. Yo, yeah, whatever. But look, y'all got to go right now, because- you know, I'm not really for the shits. But what does and what does that gone. say to you? Like, it, does it, it? It what it says to me? It's but like life. You 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 build you build your resume, right? Um, Individually, I'm, I'm, right? I'm glad he, I'm yeah. glad he said that because and and that's really what it is, right? So not to take away from the newer cops, right? Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, right? Because some of them get it too. Some of them get right, the respect right. that I'm talking about. It ain't, it ain't yeah. just like it ain't. It's not a blanket right. disrespect. It's just. The respect for the uniform, the respect for the car, the respect for I think it's the person, though. I don't think it's all that. It's gone. Right. The respect for okay, the that's person, right. for individual persons still exists. But what, what we're trying to get across is, I get that you respect me because you know me. We had certain interactions, and now mm-hmm. you, you respect me. What's lost is the respect for the feel. Like, and, mm-hmm. and, and, it's, and, it's not, and it's not just what people have done. It's... it's it's what officers have done to right. to mm-hmm. cause this right. because of the social media era and everything is on. But like I keep saying it over and over, those are very few incidents compared to the amount of interactions. Like you got millions and millions of interactions with people um, and cops daily, yearly, and you might see. I don't know. I don't. You know, we're not talking about numbers. You might see right. whatever inc- whatever amount of incidents you see um, during the course of a year does not amount to the amount of interactions that actually happen. Do you mind if I say something yeah. to that before you say something, LeBron? Um, with that understanding, right? I guess that that kind of goes back to a previous episode when you and I spoke about uh, accountability, right? Um, and then. Um, we spoke about it on another episode about policy and procedures. You know that right now in this day and age, whether fortunate or unfortunate, that law enforcement is not respected. Mm-hmm. The the car is not respected. Mm-hmm. The the uniform is not respected. In fact, it's very triggering, right? Do you not think that it's the responsibility of the person to connect with the community in order to gain that respect so there can be some conduciveness? Like, you know that right now we're broken as a community. You know we do not fucking trust law enforcement. We should, but we don't. So now what what is your job? Um, moving forward with that understanding, like, yo, you you gotta be your best self, correct? Right. So that here's the thing. We just had a we just had a a recording the other day where somebody was talking about there are managers, administrators, right. facilitators. We all go through a training. But the way I grasp the training is based on my experience prior to the training, or at least that's how I see it. Like you you can tell me that this is blue, but I might really think it's turquoise. Mm-hmm. That's, just, that's how I see it. So how I deliver the message is going to be different than how either of these two deliver the message. So so that's what's got to be understood. Like there are people out there bridging the gap, and then there are people who don't have that skill set. So we got to stop. Mm-hmm. We got to stop believing that because this person has this uniform, they now have empathy, sympathy, and all these traits that would make a great cop. It's 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 not fair. They're learning, they, and some people don't have the character traits to to become what what would be great. But they're doing the job the best they can. So I'm never going to say you should be abusive or disrespectful or stealing shit like that. Is because that person would do. Like I said before, that person would do that shit if they was working at right. wherever. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, but we. <laughs> See, it, it, it's a two-sided coin. We want to be seen a certain way. We want mm-hmm. to be seen as being better. But there has to be understanding that everybody's not always better. Like, people are broken. Like, just because I got this uniform on, I was still molested. Not me, but somebody was still molested. Somebody was still um, abused. Some there, there are male cops coming to work, and they're victims of domestic violence at home. There are females. Like, they're going through their shit. Right. So you, you hope you hope they're doing the best they can, but when they're faced with opposition, 
their reaction might not be textbook because of their life experiences. All they know is to react by uh, uh, shooting you or beating the shit out you or 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 falsely accusing you of some shit or whatever they may do because that's all they got. And I'm not saying it's right. I'm just saying understand that's what's happening. Which goes back to me truly feeling and believing that this platform is very important. Um, not just being in this tiny space, but actually making it something that's abroad because what we've been taught, we as community, regardless of what community it is, we've been taught that this uniform represents perfection. Mm-hmm. It is to be upheld and seen, re- uh, viewed and respected as the best citizens of whatever, right, 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 of the community. So to hear that, and although I agree, to hear that, yo, we are, we're flawed as well. We go through our own shit. You know, I'm, I'm a male and I'm going through domestic violence or I've been molested and I got my own triggers and there are things that I am working on. In fact, I'm also seeing a therapist as well, like you. Right. Um, that's not something that- You want to hear, right? No, that's actually something that I need to hear. That's something that we need to hear because, and that's why I say that this is really important, because that's not what's portrayed. That's not what's portrayed when it comes to law enforcement um, on whatever, whether it's TV, whatever type of media or whatever. It's like, these are upholding citizens, and this is what's going on. They took a uh, psyche vow. They cleared. Everything's fine. And whatever. So now when you guys come out and you're walking with these clean cut uniforms, we expect you to be something that we've been taught to believe that you are. So to hear like, oh, okay, yo, I'm I'm human as well. And I got my own shit going on that we don't understand how to receive that. Well, see, the, the difference between uh, law enforcement and civilians, right, are that, you know, as a civilian... You can go to work and have a bad day. Mm-hmm. And realistically, you know, you might be, uh, if you're in customer service, you might provide shitty customer service that day, the production right? Production might be low. Um, production might be low. You, you might get written up. You, you might get sent home, right? A bad day, if we allow a bad day to enter our world, it could literally be life-changing for either us or for the people that we're dealing with. Or life ending. Or life ending. Um, what a lot of people don't realize, right, there's a, a charge, right, that law enforcement, uh, it's the first charge that they will hit you with, and it's called official misconduct, right? Okay. That carries five years, 100% time served. Now, when you say, oh, well, what's that, right? This is Essex County, right? Mm-hmm. If... You were to take your legally owned weapon, get into an argument with somebody, and pistol whip them, pow, right? They, they're going to say, okay, you know what? Well, we're not going to charge you with unlawful possession because you possessed it lawfully, right? It's your weapon. Uh, but, you know, it's an agasaw because you hit them with a weapon, blah, 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 da, da, da. You've never been arrested before. Guess what? You're going to get probation. Or maybe you might get what? I don't know. I'm, and I'm not a judge. I'm not a, a jury. I'm not a, a prosecutor. But what you're going to get as a civilian is going to be nothing near what I'm going to get. And why is that? Because yeah. we, by law, are held to a, to a higher standard. So at a minimum, at a minimum, we're going to get five years in jail. Right. We're going to get five years in jail. Ask Brandis. Right. Mm. Right. We're going to get five years in jail. For the same exact thing that a civilian did, and they might get probation of anything. Can I ask you, does that make you guys comfortable? Like, does that, how does that affect your mental state, knowing that even with everything you're going through personally, knowing that making a decision to choose this career or put on this uniform, you are going to be treated to a, a magnitude that's completely different than a civilian. Does that not affect you mentally at all? Well, yeah, because it, it puts a, 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 a heavy load on you mm-hmm. um, that you can't make a mistake. Mm-hmm. Right. Can't be human. And you, right? and you just said it, you're, we're human. 
We make right. mistakes, you know. Um, we don't come out and into to the community to or society to um, do bad things. But sometimes, yeah, okay, you make a mistake, right? You know, and I I should be allowed to say, you know what, I made a mistake. You should be allowed to say that. So but, and and that's and that's it. I should be. You should be allowed to say. I should I be allowed to say that. Right. But everybody else, no, no, you're a police officer. Nope. You should know better. Yep. Not taking the fact that you're still learning. Mm-hmm. This guy's, you know, he has a high rank. Mm-hmm. Does he know everything about law? <laughs> he has to go to his book. Oh yeah, well, charge him with that. Or mm-hmm. this is what you should do in this situation. So that says that you know, you're learning. Mm-hmm. You don't come out the academy knowing everything, you know. And you know, people think that okay, because you're a cop or you're a detective, that you're supposed to know. And that's not the case. You don't always know everything. So. To put that uh, on top of a, of a, a police officer saying that you know um, you're going to be charged this amount of time because you should have known better, you know, I don't think it's fair to us. You know? Did you know that this was the makeup of law enforcement coming in? I'm glad you asked that because I, I doubt. I had no idea. Yeah, <laughs> people. I had no idea. You really don't know what you sign up for, and I know it sounds. Crazy, because you mm-hmm. should read the fine print. But if everybody listening really looks at themselves, you know, sound about a fucking thousand cell phone contracts. You mean read a fucking word right. of it? I mean, I'm not. <laughs> I hate to compare your career to a cell phone contract, but it just is what it is. Like, it's a it's a good career. It's a well paying career. Mm-hmm. Um, and some people really want to help. Like, I, you know, I want to help. So let me let me yeah. do this. And then you don't realize the magnitude of what you signed up for until something happens. So you can go 15 years without any incidents happening. And then one day, one day you leaving to go outside. You leave, something so simple. You leaving to go outside. Boom. You send your kid. Hey, go down to the car. I'm coming down. Uh, let me get my pocketbook. Let me get my book bag or whatever the fuck. You go down the steps. And you get downstairs and somebody has your kid. Not have your kid abducting your kid, but mm-hmm. whatever. Your kid scratched their car fucking around with the with the bicycle you told him not to fuck with. And he's got your kid. I'm going up top. Everybody, everybody is going up top. Well, you want to go up top. Right. But now, if you know, you're like, oh shit, I can't go up top because- I'm going to jeopardize everything I just worked for for the last 15 years because this motherfucker got his hands or she got her hands on my kid. But every normal person who has children, you are supposed to protect your kid. That's At least that's how I think. So my natural reaction has to be suppressed due to my career. Has to be. Has to be. So, but 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 here's the other side. You can't suppress it. This is your fucking kid. I'm, I'm going to smash your head because mm-hmm. you got my kid and my kid is crying. I don't know what the fuck's happening. But all I know is I come downstairs and there's an adult with my child and I'm, I'm going to protect first, right. my child at any cost. Mm-hmm. So now I'm dragging your ass because that's my job. Mm-hmm. And now the cops come and they're like, well, sir, what happened? Oh, this kid scratched my car, blah, blah, blah. If it's, if it's two civilians, okay, give me your ID. Give me your ID. I'm going to do a report. Yeah, he, he roughed you up. If one is a cop, it's... Oh shit, let me call my supervisor. All right, let me call IA. Got to contact your internal affairs. Right. And now, and now dude's like, yeah, he a cop. Um, he should know better. Bitch, you knew better than touch my fucking kid. Right. But where, 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 where is my normalcy? Where, where do I get to show? Right. So, so, so here's so here's the thing that keeps going. So I come downstairs and I and I don't protect my kid. I do what's right by my job to keep feeding my child. But now my child sees me right. as weak. Right. Male or female. Right. Damn, this kid, this guy had me and my my mom and my dad. When you've been telling your kid from birth, if anything fucking happens, right. I'm here for you. Mm-hmm. Now, that first time some shit happened, you ain't here for him. You out this motherfucker running around with this gun and all this blue shit on these lights, protecting motherfuckers you don't know. But you couldn't protect me. Man, get the fuck out of here. But that's but that's what it is. That's that's what you asked of me. And I'm and okay, I, right, I get I get paid for it. I accept. But just understand. You catch me on a Wednesday, you might get it. You catch me on a Thursday, I might smash your shit. It is what it is. It is what it is. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Um, I don't know. I, I I commend you guys for choosing this profession. 
Um, I want out. I appreciate. <laughs> I appreciate all that you do, but just that. Thank you. <laughs> that, as a mental health professional, I. I want to take care of you, like. Mm-hmm. I want to know more. Um, I want. I want to protect you, because there's somewhere, where it seems flawed to me, and. Um, it may not be, but it, somewhere it seems flawed. Somewhere it seems unfair. Um, somewhere it seems unjust. Like, how in the hell do you expect this person, even at 18, like, how do you expect this little boy or this little girl who had just graduated high school to shout come out? Shout out to Mike out, Myers. Right? <laughs> right. Shout, Mike, shout out, Mike. <laughs> to yeah. come out and Kilo. Then, shout out to Kilo. Right. Live My like classmate. that. Cadet. Right. Shout out to Cadet. Yeah. I don't know, 18, 19 year olds. I don't know. Taking this responsibility. I was old. I was 26 when I got on. I was 23. But you know what's crazy? Um, I compare it to uh, the military. Uh, you know, it's it's uh, hand in hand. And, um, you know, there was a time when my, uh, we'll say my predecessors, came home from war, from protecting what they believe was, you know, the entire United States from, you know, uh, foreign or domestic uh, terrorists, right? And uh, they fought wars and they lost people and they came home and they were getting spit on. They were getting called baby killers and, you know, every name in the book um, to now where, you know, now I feel proud when I put on my military uniform because I'm always thanked for my service. Mm-hmm. But it was a point in time when it wasn't like that. Right. And I think that's where we're at now in the police world where I put my police uniform on and I'm not thanked. Mm-hmm. And then unfortunately, it takes something like 9-11 for people to actually realize that, you know what, not everyone that wears this uniform and this badge is actually bad. And so they're remorseful and they're thankful because they realize that, holy shit, you guys risked your life for complete strangers. You risked your life for my family that you didn't even fucking know. Mm-hmm. Not only did you risk your lives, though, for 9-11, you showed emotion. And we're really emotional. You know, I- but that, that, that part is stripped. That part is not seen. It's very robotic. Mm-hmm. When you have that uniform on, so when you speak about nine eleven, you have an officer who may be carrying somebody or carrying a baby, and they take a shot of someone. You know, they have mm-hmm. a tear, they're crying, they're expressing like shit. I couldn't do this, and it hurts me. That emotion, that is connectivity, and the inability to have that or to show that is what's flawed to me. But it's there. So you got. You also have to understand, you know, uh, this is a media uh, platform, right? Right. Um, media platforms have been out since God knows when, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but the flawed part about media platforms is that if it don't sell, they're not buying it. Right. And unfortunately, you know, the only time that an officer's emotions would sell it's when there's a ginormous uh a catastrophic right attached to it right Right. um these guys can tell you right and you know i'll save that story because that was a fucking crazy story but um me seeing the bank robbery in progress and running in Mm -hmm. in fucking t-shirts and shorts right i didn't really take that entire incident as it transpired uh I didn't put much thought behind it up until the next day when I had to yeah. put my uniform you had to on. Think about it, like wow. I go to work, right? And then review the fucking footage, right? In roll call and the nine one one tapes, and I'm listening to fucking people screaming and crying on the phone, and I didn't know any any of that. I didn't know what the fuck I was getting into, but I did what I did based off training and experience. And now here I am with tears coming out my 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 eyes the very next day because I said, "Holy shit." Hey, listen, man. This just happened. Let's talk. You said based on training experience, and that's and that's the easiest way to say it. But that shit really got. It, 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 I mean, it helps. It helps on your actions. But you went in there based on heart. You said it because there's motherfuckers right. who are trained and experienced that. Right. That and, and, and I'm not. 
I'm not saying that it, it's wrong for them to maybe would have pulled over and called and said, hey, I got an eye on whatever, whatever, yeah. and, and or I mean, done they're, something. They're still doing something. Done right. something different. Right. Because you, to me, I don't want you to do more than what you're capable of. But see, my training and experience, right, that term, you relate that in particular, right, to a a profession, right? No. My training and experience- As a person? As, as a person- in the hood, as a as a father, as as a as a a, right. a, a true friend, right. as someone that actually cares, right? We have a, a perfect. We have well, no, <laughs> no, no, no. We have a term for this in the military, right? It's one of our uh, army values, and it's called selfless service, right? That's what I attribute everything to. And don't get me wrong, I attribute the entire being of myself to the military. Because they taught me all this. Because I was a fucking class clown that was doing everything and anything but the right thing. But it was selfless service. Because as a civil servant, and it's crazy because, you know, as we're also, you know, we're fathers here, right? But at the end of the day, I'm a I'm civil a servant. And okay, mother, <laughs> my, about the mothers. Right. my life means, I hate to say this, but my life means... Very little to me in comparison to me being able to, to affect someone else's life or maybe even save someone else's life. Ooh. And and I'm a father, right. you know, and I want to be here and walk my daughter down the aisle one day. But I also know, I also know that the way I am built up, that if I see something, I'm going to react 100% on of the time. On I'm go. on go. Like all, like all day long. No one's ever questioned that. Absolutely. And, and like I said, I'll save some of that for later. But there's a reason why I get dispatched to certain calls. Hey, we need you to go here. I, I used to listen to the Hey, LeBron, we need you to go here. Hey, LeBron, we need you to go here. And I look at the calls and it's like fucking... <laughs> You know, like crazy fights and knives and guns and, and and it would be crazy shit. And they would literally be like, LeBron, we need to go here. We need to go here. We need to go here. I can't tell you how many times I've been to a job and risked my life that didn't make a fucking paper, didn't make a social media post, yeah, didn't mean it shit. Ain't about that. It ain't about that. I got 10 years on and by the time I had six years on, I got enough awards to fill up, literally, you walk into my living room, I got enough awards to fill up an entire fucking glass display of every single award that the fucking state of New Jersey decided to give an officer. I have it. And each single award means that I risk my life. Each single award. How does that make you feel? I I don't give a shit. I don't give a shit. I mean, like, like I said, I mean, I hate to say it that way. I hate to say it. I really do hate to say it that way. But again... My mindset, I know what the fuck I signed up for. I know what I signed up for. I know that at any given time, right, just like a firefighter, and they're well-respected. But they are just like a firefighter, when the call comes in, I go, and I don't need to know who the hell you are. I don't need to know your circumstances. For all I know, you could, you could be a criminal, Doesn't but you could matter. be the victim on this given day. Right. And that's all that matters to me. So I don't know who the hell you are from a can of paint. doesn't matter to us. We just know that the call came in and that you are the victim today. You might be the suspect yesterday. You might be the suspect tomorrow. But today, you are the victim. And that's the only thing that matters to me. Who is trying to hurt you? How can I help you? And that's all that matters. So because it's recent, of course, our department had an incident with a, you know, a guy with a long rifle doing a shooting. I'm not going to get into that because, of course, that's going to be a story here at some point. And that those people involved will get a chance to tell their whole story. But just to go to what you're saying, like Jersey City, because it's recent. Every video I've seen, and, and like I said, I don't really dive into the social media aspect of things. But just from the news and whatever, and the videos I've seen, you see people who are in their houses, perched away behind curtains, filming Men, women on the street going towards loud gunfire. You see, but you also see people running the other mm-hmm. way. But but then you got the the people who, like you said, wishing death on people. And I just think those are just broken people who don't who who 
who are really saying shit, not knowing the, not knowing what they're saying or just saying it. So I'm going to post this shit. They're going to think I'm a wild boy. I'm a wild girl. I'm going to get some likes and because people sign up for all types of bullshit. But these people risking their lives for people they never saw before. And, and, and to go back, you tell me that I can't come down and punch you in your face because you got my kid that I fucking know. <laughs> it looked just like me. Like, oh, it's my, it's my little kid. Look at this motherfucker. You know that's mine. Right, right. I can't punch you in your face. Like a normal human reaction you can't have because of training and experience. You know, the, the, it's the, ridiculous. Big, the, the biggest difference, too, between uh, law enforcement um, and civilians, right, is that when you go to work, right, let's say you work nine to five, right? We all have set schedules. So when you get ready, when you wake up in the morning, you have your coffee, maybe you turn on the news, whatever it may be, whatever your routine is, you know exactly what you're going to expect when you go to work. You know that- When you say you, are you just speaking of civilians, period, or are you talking about me? Civilians. No, no, civilians. Civilians, right? Mm -hmm. Um, You know exactly what to expect. Mm -hmm. When you talk about you in particular, it's a little different because of your clientele. Right. So it's a little different, you know. You don't know if you're gonna get somebody not. that's gonna go fucking ape shit. I so not. I get that. Right. But your civilians get a normal routine, right? They know they're gonna work 40 hours a week. They know that they're gonna work nine to five. And depending on your um profession, you're gonna go inside, you're gonna do XYZ. You probably have a schedule so everything flows efficiently and you're productive at work. We have absolutely no fucking idea what the day is gonna bring. Mm-hmm. Not once. But every single day that we work, we don't know that we're going to get off at 5 o'clock. We don't know what's going to transpire throughout the day. It's, it's nothing about our job is routine. Nothing. We've, been, we've all been to a thousand domestic violence calls, which is the absolute most dangerous call to get because you don't know what to expect. Right. And so nothing about it is routine. And so we go there. Hopefully, open-minded, not complacent, and we get to go home at the end of the day. That's always the goal. If you're lucky. That's always the goal. Right. To go home at the end of the day, right? Now, shout out to the female sergeant. I don't know if you guys saw the video. Mm-hmm. Shout yep. out to the female sergeant from Jersey City PD, right? Right. right. Now, you know, I, I'm not a supervisor in my department, but I've been a sergeant in... The United States military since, drum roll, 2003, maybe four. That's when I first got my sergeant stripes, 2003, 2004. I've been to war where jokers are like, what do we do? Right? And I've had to provide answers. Just up until recently, my deployment to uh, Djibouti, Africa. Talk about that later. But so I know what it is to be a supervisor. I know what it is to be a sergeant. And that sergeant did nothing out of the ordinary for what her job was called for. description called for, mm-hmm. which was like a mother or like a father to take care of your child. So if you're a sergeant, right, you're Officers, those are your kids, no matter age. Those are your babies. That, that's your crew. That's your team. You are in charge of them. You are a protector. You should be ensuring that they do their absolute best. She did nothing out of the ordinary that a, a real sergeant wouldn't have done. And when you break that down, her officer was shot. She ran out there. Grabbed him, picked him up, ran him back. You hear the loud gun going off. They're right across the street from the two active shooters. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't like it was a block away. Right, nah. right, right. No, no, they were right across. She was right across the street. You they hear, you can hear the difference in the in the in the fire in the in the gunshots. They were cracking. They were busting that gun right smooth out right of her. And guess what? That bullet could have hit her right then and there, and it would have right. been two casualties. But she didn't care. She didn't care. That, that is such a great example of selfless service. She saw one of her own injured. 
but selfless to have or to perform the act of selfless service is not something that comes in training in law enforcement. And that's why I told him when I said my training and my experience, right. there's a term for it, it's called selfless service. He called it heart. Right. I'm kind of in agreement where, yeah, the two kind of well, intertwine, I, I, I right? The, the two intertwine, mm-hmm. right? But because we all know the, the biggest saying in the world is you cannot teach heart. There's, just, there's no class for it. There's no way for me to teach you how to put everything that you believe mm-hmm. to the side and, and risk this. it all. Right. right. Oh. We can't teach you that. No. It, it's no, either no, no, no. it's either we can't teach you that, but at some point your parents should have taught you that because that is the early eight, the, the early stages of 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 life. I mean, let's be honest. You know, uh, you don't grow up with heart. You know, at some point in time, the way your your parenting was, you understand certain aspects of life at a at a very early age. You know. Prime example, you know, if anybody got siblings, you know, I grew up um, four sisters, two other brothers. I'm the baby of the family. And when my sister would get in trouble, you know, I would be right up there. I did it with her. We both get our asses whooped. That was hard because I ain't had to get my ass whooped. But I at least wanted her to know I got her back, right? I think it's it's it's, it's the individual. And, and so, you know, again, yeah. not everyone has selfless service. Yeah. There, there, there's a charge. What, what, what's the charge? Um. Cowardice or something like that? Cowardice. That's an actual Cowardice. charge. That is an actual charge that as a law enforcement officer, you can face if you decide that you want to turn your back and run the other way because you were scared. And How I, crazy does that sound? And, and I was involved, Are you not allowed to be scared? I was involved in a situation like that. Fears will keep really? you alive. Are you not allowed to be scared? We're, all, we're, we're humans, right? So, for, so forget the fact that... I'm sorry, LeBron, but forget the fact that you have a spouse and right. you're in love and you may have children and you may have family. But you're not thinking about that. No. no I understand no. that you're not oh, thinking about oh, that. The, the fact charge. that you have a charge. Right. Oh, that charge. Will oh, okay, okay. Consider yeah. you a coward for wanting to protect yourself for the better good of self and family. No, nope. well, like he that, said. That doesn't. But like he said in the beginning, mm-hmm. like he said in the beginning, you going to jail. <laughs> when we took this job, we knew what we were getting ourselves in. Not really. Or did you? Not really. Right. Well, I mean, well, to, right. to a degree. Not Listen, to, degree. to a degree. But what I'm to saying is, Until what shit I'm happens, saying is, like, you're going oh, to, we knew we was going after bad guys. We know that, oh, we're, going to, that we're, we're going to protect. Yeah, that's, that's different. Yeah. But you're taught serve. that from the very first, beginning. First and foremost, you're going to protect. Right. That's where you should be here. Right. That's where you should be here. I've been in, together, I mean, we've been in so many situations where, yeah. You, I didn't want to touch on the situation that I'm in right now, okay? Because um, we're gonna leave that for another show. But you know, I'm currently in a situation where, or was in a situation where, um, I had to take a life. Okay. You know, and at the time, I didn't. At the time it was going on, I didn't think about my family. I didn't think about. I got to, uh, you know, I have. Son, daughter, wife. I didn't think about that. You know? Let me just hide behind this car right here. Let me just hide behind this building. Yeah, I, 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 I could have. But I did what I had to do in order for me to go home and my counterparts, you know, my fellow officers and citizens that was in the area. You know, so you don't wake up in the morning and say, all right, I'm going to um, go shoot this guy. Uh, I'm gonna get shot at. Never. You don't think about that. You know, you put your clothes on. You know, put your your pants on one. You know, one at a time, and then you go out there, and and you know, a lot of times, like I said, you don't think about what's going to happen until it happens, mm-hmm. and then it's like it's a whole different ball game. Then you have to either show a heart, react, or run away, or freeze and die. Whichever you choose. There you go. Whichever you choose. Those are your three. Those those are your only three options ever. So because this may seem heavy for someone, I have to ask because I know you guys are coming back, mm-hmm. and the two of you are going to share your stories, mm-hmm. um, and I'm looking forward to hearing um, your stories. But if you did not choose to be um, 
a police officer or someone in law enforcement, what would you have chosen to do? Because we're talking about heart, we're talking about cowardice, we're talking about family, we're talking about shooting, we're talking about we're talking about all these different things, and and I believe that this is the character of the person. Right. So, like, if you did not choose to be an officer, what would you have well, done? Well, I want to be a fireman. Oh, okay, still That's, saving lives. So I always wanted to be, you know, uh, helping you know helping people. Mm-hmm. You know, I've always you know like I said I've always had a good job, but I just wanted more for myself. I wanted to be able to provide for my family and help people along the way. So I've, I would always been in, in that field of helping people. Okay. So. <laughs> a wrestler for WWE. Strip a man, strip a man. Strip a man, strip a man. Be honest, too. If it was a singer, say a singer. Like. <laughs> he can say it, uh, but he can't say it. Actually, uh, I, not that I wanted to be, but I, I was actually very close. Mm-hmm. Uh I was probably gonna be a porno star, to be honest with you. <laughs> this guy got oh, time. Shit just yeah. got real. I'm, I'm being but who quiet. consider who oh, considers geez. you a star? <laughs> self? You can't have like this self-diagnosis, like, yo, I think I'm the shit, so I am that. Like, who gives you the star status? Listen, when you lay it down, you lay it down. You already fucking know. So uh Okay. Uh, um, okay. Yeah, uh, I mean, listen. Oh, what's your second option? I'm here for the <laughs> shit. No, 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 listen, no, no, listen, no, 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 no it was it was it was legal money and it was fast money. Right. See, I knew I couldn't be a fucking criminal. I knew I couldn't be a fucking criminal okay. because there's no way after going to the fucking youth house for mm-hmm. a weekend and we'll save that. I couldn't go to jail. Okay. Wait, but my question is, she said career. Like, oh, that's it, career. Brian Pumper's still working, ain't he? I don't still fucking pumping. know. He's still pumping. <laughs> He's, still He's still pumping. I don't know. What about Ron Jeremy? He's like 50, 60 years old. He was still giving it up. Like, he was still doing his thing. You named two people out of 50,000. Would you like me to name more? No, bitch. Okay. No. So, no, so what I'm saying is, I want them, why not me? I'm just saying. I, listen, right. I just want you to realize that you were playing the short game, literally. <laughs> literally is my L- problem. Literally, the short game you were playing. I'm 6'1". <laughs> Ain't that short about me. But what I'm saying is that Listen, you asked the question. That that's I that's where the fuck I was headed to. Uh-huh. I actually almost even became a stripper. <laughs> stripper man. Did you record shout, this? Shout out to my man Fool, because he was definitely about to put me on. I don't know if y'all know Fool Flex. Yeah, I know Fool shout Flex. out. You know Fool Flex? Diamond Jim. Yeah. Uh, listen, man. He was one of the premier New Jersey male strippers. <laughs> Did you record? Like, were you like an amateur porn star? And then you start recording and then you looked at the views like, oh shit, fuck, this angle is dope. And <laughs> you can put it on your Twitter and we'll- <laughs> right, like what? What made we'll you say so like this yeah, is yeah. it? Well, when you got remember, I'm, I'm kind of old. So when 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 you say recording, like there was no cell phones back then when I was you know single because I'm happily in a relationship. I'm not single, but uh, back then we talking about years ago when I was th- when I was considering this. Okay, life was hard. Uh, wrestling scholars no, literally. Held through, <laughs> literally, and so I'm saying, hey, listen, man, you know, I'm Me honest. Not, like- if they can do it, so can I. You know, right. I thought I had a certain look, and you know, it was it was like a real fucking like I did research on this shit. It was a real possibility, and uh, you know, it didn't pan out. I'm when, glad your shit went the other way. Bro. Well, well listen, I can tell you, it didn't pan out when I started to figure out. That it was not that good. Making money in that industry. No, 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 no. It's it's definitely good. Uh, When I was when I figured out who was making the money in the industry, Uh and I wasn't willing to do do that. No, I wasn't willing to do what the fuck they Uh, wanted. What was in demand? You could have. That was way beyond me. So I was like, all right, this ain't gonna work out. You got those soft Latin features. You can't. No, no, no. That wasn't gonna work out. Um, So yeah, so that went away. But uh, I mean, that was a real at Uh, at a point in time when I was like. Listen, man, when I was like really at a time where, you know, mom was making, you know, enough to survive and <laughs> I salute you, man. You know, I don't know why was... they got you over here. No, I'm here for it. I'm here for it. I'm here for it. I mean, you, you don't hear that before. I noticed, but I noticed dude. Like to, to notice dude, I, I the, here's the fucked up part. <laughs> 
I knew his I knew his answer. When you asked the question, I looked over, he looked at me, and I said, This bitch gonna say poor. In my mind. In my mind. But I just like, nah, he not gonna say poor. Nah. But knowing him, I'm like, he this is this shit gonna go left. He gonna say some poor shit. But, I'm, I'm and true to self. But but here look, here's the thing about Shout the out first to Bryson. time I ever saw this dude, it was a party. I don't know if it was a Christmas party. I don't it know. It was. A Christmas party. I wasn't even, I was a recruit. He wasn't a cop. I was a recruit. But he's in this party. Boy. I always, always got a problem with, always got a problem with shades in a nightclub. <laughs> it's not my thing, but I, I mean, it was his thing. He worked it. It worked out for him. He had a good night. It was cool. It was but cool. I'm like, who the fuck is this guy? Mm-hmm. And what I'm realizing I got a, is- I got a LeBron story too. What, I, what I'm realizing <laughs> is, when you first see people, like when I first see people, I'm like, this dude faking or whoever, like depending on what's going on. But this guy for the last 10 years has been the exact same motherfucker that was in that club with those shades on. And I love this dude to death for this reason. Like Mm -hmm. you ain't gotta, we don't have to be the same person. All I want you to do is be consistent. He is consistently himself. (laughs) She might have a story if, if I don't know how good a memory is, but I mean, Listen, we uh, don't bring me in this. So I'm just saying. <laughs> I, I always, I could only be me. It, I think it takes too much to try to be somebody yes, else. Yes, it does. Yes, absolutely. Um, Energy. You know, like 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 Wasted. I always say. No matter where I'm at, you know. Back to your first original question. No matter where I'm at, you know, I'm always gonna be the funny guy. Or at least the loudest. He might not be funny. Mm. Or, or, or he gonna be the loudest. Definitely. Like 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 outspoken. Like, like and. <laughs> I take pride in knowing my audience, right? Okay. So I know if I want to get EJ riled up to the fucking gods, mm-hmm. right? I just got to talk football to him. <laughs> oh, he fucking, oh, he fucking starts itching. Like he, he, he just walks away. Like he walks away. Mm-hmm. He walks away. If I, if I talk football to him, mm-hmm. shout out to the Dallas Cowboys, Super Bowl champs. Come oh on. boy. But he, you know, he, uh, he, get, up. he gets riled up. He gets so riled up. Mm-hmm. And then God forbid I'm actually right. Oh my God. I don't let him live. That shit like once a month. I, yeah, it's a bit, maybe. But I don't, <laughs> let, I don't, I don't let him live. But it just takes so much energy to be someone that you're not. I know who I am. Um, That's commendable. Yeah, it's, you know, yeah, I'm, I don't wear shades no more in the club because I can't fucking see. <laughs> um, Thank God. For yeah, but I, I did the shit for years, for years. <laughs> you couldn't tell me nothing. I wore my fucking shades in the club. You know. Uh, <laughs> I hate it. I hate that shit. <laughs> so I, I, I might pull that out. That? I might pull that out. What is this guy? Yeah, but, you who know, just, just very briefly, you know, um, Shout out to uh, Smitty. Smitty. I don't know if you had Smitty on here or not. Uh, no. Yet. I don't think you did because I would have listened. But uh, shout out to Smitty. That's somebody you definitely want. He got a lot of stories. But um, it was one of those things where I became a recruit and Smitty was the first person you dealt with. He was a training officer. That's the first person you dealt with. Mm-hmm. And he was like, yo, I like you. He's like, you should come have a drink. He yeah. always want to have a drink. What? Right. No matter what. Right. <laughs> So that's how I met Smitty, right? So that's how I met Smitty, right? You should come have a drink. So so I have a drink. Then he's like, yo, you should come to the Christmas party. I'm like, bro, I'm not even a fucking cop. I'm like, yeah, don't get me wrong. I'm like, I'm pretty fucking sure I'm going to pass this academy if I went through basic training. I'm not worried about nothing. They can you never got, fucking answer right. that question on. I did. IG. I did. Yeah. You, he's fucking going to be great, whoever that guy is. You're going to be great. You're going to be great. You're going to be great. It's a cakewalk. But, um, you know, I was like, oh, he's like, bro, trust me, come out, you have a good time. So I said, okay, here I am, fucking skinhead. I'm looking like Eddie Pierce on fucking crack because he's a big boy. Uh, I'm literally, at that time, I was like, uh, I, was, I was still fighting. Mm-hmm. And so I was like 170 pounds, 165 pounds, 70 pounds, whatever, 6'1". That's fucking skinny. Mm-hmm. And I got a fucking bald head. And this was back in 2009, so kind of like. Baggy clothes was kind of like just starting to phase out, but it was still there. And so I go to this Christmas party with a whole bunch of cops that have been on for fucking years, decades. Nobody but Smitty and shout out to Mike Myers, who I went to high school with. Mm-hmm. There's only two motherfuckers that knew who the fuck I was. Mm-hmm. So, of course, everybody's looking at me. Do, 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 do. So, in normal tradition. You turn up. All right, let's move forward. Oh, boy. Yeah, so, I ain't going to mention no names. Yeah, so if but, I had, uh, <laughs> I had a good time. Yeah, yeah. I had a good yeah. time that day. Nobody remembers. So if I had, um, 
if I could do anything, um, not from not from when I was 23, but now, currently, if I could do something different, I don't want to do it now. But I like to be a chef. Like mm. Really? People. Yes. Yeah, I like to feed people. You like to eat. You don't like to feed. I eat too. Pasta. You like to no, but I like, to, like, like to, to eat. I like to. I like to feed. I like to feed people. No, no, yeah, I do. no. no. I, I cook. I, I'm, I'm gonna call bullshit. I, I and, cook. And and the only reason I'm gonna call bullshit is because, so, like <coughs> like a normal person, mm-hmm. I would eat normal foods, right? Never ate no fucking oysters. I don't know if you guys like oysters. Or not. I don't. Never ate oysters. Until Mr. Peer Pressure here mm-hmm. made me eat oysters. I just How did up. it feel sliding down your throat? Oh, oh God. Pause, 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 pause. <laughs> he didn't pause. pause. We, that wasn't it. That yeah, wasn't that, that's, that's, that's a, that uh, wasn't the type of game we were. That's, that's, that's a different <laughs> show. That's a, what the fuck? This, this might be no wops after dark. <laughs> this ain't it. No. Um, just as well as frog legs. Mm-hmm. Now, Fried still, or no? Fried and grilled. Okay. Um, now, I was fortunate enough to eat um, alligator Right. Due to the army, but that was like my exotic, oh shit, yeah, I ate alligator mm-hmm. and snake when I was a kid. My mom tricked me. That was bacon. <laughs> but um, yeah, so he doesn't want to be a chef. He just <laughs> wishes that he had the skill set to provide and make all this wonderful, fattening, crazy ass food that he loves to fucking eat. Okay. Because if you know EJ, you know anywhere he goes, he has to find the fucking... Oh, yeah. Restaurant or mm-hmm. or places to go and he's and you can fucking name an animal he's, he's a foodie. he wants to try it. Yeah, right absolutely he's so, a foodie hey, I think he would I think the proper profession for him would have been like a food critic so he could have went around the world got gotcha. paid to go eat different fucking foods gotcha. oh, my that probably would have been so a okay so in closing because it's so sad to see that you guys have to leave because this was pretty cool we do um, yeah All right. um <laughs> is there something that you to either want to say before we close or ask us before we go. Um, Something I want to say. Okay. Say it! Uh, I am very proud. That is my first time meeting you. Mm-hmm. I know this man 20 years. I'm very proud of what you guys are doing here. This platform that you're using to be informative and, and just... Um, uh, press the envelope as far as information, and mm-hmm. I just I'm just very proud of what you guys are doing. And I and I told you guys I want to be a part of this, you know, um, any way that I can. And if it can help somebody, you know, I'm all for it. And I proud of what you guys are doing here. Thank, Thank you, Daddy. appreciate Thank you. that. I appreciate that, brother. Thank you. I can't wait to tell your stories when you come. He from always wants to say what I say. <laughs> funny ass Eddie stories. I got some funny Eddie stories. Okay. What about you, Mister? <sighs> You want to say something? You want to ask something? Um, I'm going to save most of my stuff for when... Uh, you like I said, I, I, Lord have mercy. Lord, he, well, he definitely knows. Uh, you might remember some things. I don't, know, I don't know how much you remember. I don't know how much you remember. I remember stuff. We, we, we all go back a little bit. Yeah. So, uh, true story. I actually knew her before I knew you. Facts. So, yeah. Um, so... Oh shit! You know it's a lot. No, it's just, I, was about to, I was getting nervous. No, that wasn't no, no, I was getting nervous. No, no, no. <laughs> no I, I, I will say this. Pre, I, I will, pre, uh, no, no, I will say this. Right. So, um, the first time that EJ told me about No Wops, mm-hmm. and I gave it a listen, I was so taken back. And I told him this because his exact words: "Hey, man, we appreciate that. I appreciate that." Right. I was like, "Yo, one." Your voice and your intro is like next level. Like Thank it's you. just like it. Like it's just. I, I told him right, I was yeah. just come. I was blown back. Like it was just like your voice needs to be heard because oh, of the man. way that you sound. Mm-hmm. It, it like it's just it's li- li- literally next level. Then I told EJ, I'm like, yo, I love the fact that you just come in with the swag and the humor. And everything just meshed. I'm like, yo, I'm all for this. Like, this shit is dope. I'm like, bro, like, I'm here. Whatever you need. And as you guys know, I'm I'm as supportive as I can be. Always. Right. But I'm like, yo, this shit is dope. Like, Thank you. I can't Appreciate wait you, for this shit to just go completely viral. <sighs> I'm, I'm hoping you guys end up on the Breakfast Club. Because I think that I got some is, shit I want to say to Charlamagne. <laughs> I, I, you, you, you know what? Man, I mean, I think I think that's where you know I think that's what it's gonna take for you mm-hmm. guys. But when this uh, podcast 
gets discovered, you know, you're going to finally change what, what I think is more along your model of this tiny space. Because while you guys think it's tiny, I think it's actually a lot bigger than you guys even could imagine. Because there's definitely voices out there yeah. that aren't even giving you the feedback that they're just listening. Did we not just, just have that conversation? Yeah. So I mean, I don't. I, that's the only one thing I don't take. I, I don't like that you guys say tiny space. Mm-hmm. You know, this is a tiny ass space right here. <laughs> but uh, you know, this is so much needed in this time and age, and I just can't wait to the next level. Thank you Thanks. so Thank much. Thank you, brother. I appreciate you. Thank you. I appreciate that. Jerry. Jerry's like, Jerry, don't don't leave yet. Don't leave yet, Jerry. Elijah, you have something to say? I just said thank you. Oh, um, no, no, let me This dude is the thank you ass. Yeah, like, because I'm, a, I'm which appreciative. Wearing? Which wearing on Monday? Oh, I'm, I don't know. I don't oh shit. If they're gonna talk about outfits, Jerry, then we gotta go. No, no, no. Turn out, turn out, turn I got the shoe. No, no. <laughs> just know Monday I'm coming. But oh, oh shit, pause. pause. <laughs> Uh, it, it might be though. You never know. Married man, a couple. Yeah, yeah. um, <laughs> <laughs> nah, I don't have anything. Like um, again, like I said, Eddie's gonna come back. LeBron's gonna come back. Gotti, Andres, El Chapo, mm. the flyest freaking in the right. state. Not the fuck. Tri-state. 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 Tri-state area. Connecticut. <laughs> three uh, states. That's three states. New York bro. and uh, New Jersey. That's three Tri-state. states, bro. He gonna come back because he got some stories. It's gonna be a minute. Um, Ooh. and I appreciate these dudes. Like I, I got different type of relationship with these dudes. Like real friendships. Um, and that shit is important. But outside of the friendship, I respect each of them enough, solely as the men they are, to invite them here. Because I got a million friends or people I'm associated with that haven't been here yet. But they may come or whatever. We're I, better. Not that anybody's better, but I, I appreciate it. Thank you, sir. Thank you. So I guess we can close on that note, Jerry. Oh, you just want to say Jerry. That's it. <laughs> Jerry, I want to say Jerry. Oh, wait, wait. Jerry. Jerry, that's a wrap, Jerry. Right. <laughs> oh, <sorry. laughs> Thank you for listening to No Ops Podcast. We hope you enjoyed our tiny space, but we also hope you'll take two seconds out of your time to subscribe, like, comment, share, tell your friends, tell your community, go to work, let them know all about us. Until then, we'll see you on the next episode.